Oh my God, honey. I think we're going to have another, well, I already know we're going to have another one of these episodes because <laughs> that musical intro in my headphones was wonky, wonky. And I don't even know if you can hear oh. me right <laughs> But for all of you listening, welcome back. You guys have no idea what we're talking about because Ula and I do so much stuff behind the scenes to give you amazingness in the front and center stage. And today we are talking about all the shoulda, coulda, maybes that drive you crazy and keep you disconnected from your magic. So sweetie, let's let's dive in. Where do you want to start with this big topic? I think we should dive into other people's shudakuda maybes because we we've already talked about your own shudakuda maybes but now maybe we talk about other people's shudakuda maybe because we are affected by those daily Ooh, i love it i love it i love it let's talk about everybody else and how we are not the only ones that keep getting in our own way of happiness okay let's talk about other people So, sweetie, this is, it's such a good topic because oftentimes we are completely unaware of how we are taking on other people's energies, especially mm-hmm. when they are in that space of shoulda, coulda, maybe. Um, and one thing that I know I've noticed is in the past, I would be be unaware, number one, that I was taking on other people's energies, but then by identifying it, I started to feel like it was my job to make their energy different. And if I wasn't doing that, somehow I was doing something wrong. And then my own needs around my shoulda, coulda, maybes became greater because now my shoulda, coulda, maybe energy was inflated. Which by the way, you guys, when we talk about shoulda, coulda, maybe, we're talking about how we start to bring doubt into our dreams, how we start to lose our grounding of our vision for what we desire, how we are out of alignment energetically within ourselves. And then we start entertaining all of these what ifs, even when they haven't even been presented in front of us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think a, a gossip is the the best example of that, mm. that we hear other people saying things like, oh, I heard that so-and-so said so and such-and-such to so-and-so. So it must mean X, Y, Z. And then you take that energy on and, and start projecting that in your own life. And it, does, it, it just doesn't make any sense, right? No, no, it doesn't. But but we do it all the time. So. <laughs> So this shoulda, coulda, maybe energy is what gets us all bunched up uh, within our own selves. We know that. But now let's talk about how do we navigate these shoulda, coulda, maybes when they're not ours. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, first of all, um, I have to say that this, this, the whole shoulda, coulda, maybe came from a real life experience. And these things come to you, you know, um, from your friends, from your family, from news, from um, social media, whatever you're reading online, all that. Somebody's always putting stuff in front of you that will, what would be the good word here? Um, not object your reality, but um, I can't think straight. 
what would be a good word? Fluster, huh? fluster your reality. Fl- yeah, fluster, yeah, fluster your reality, um, and and alter also the way you feel about things, even if it hasn't been proven true. <laughs> but you take on it, especially if it's somebody who is close to you, who is part of your family. And if they are not in the same space, in the same energetic space as you are, and they send you, let's say that they call you and they they said, oh my God, this is going down the drain and everything is going to shit. What do you do? Of course, you're like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Yeah, but well, what can I do? What can I do? And you completely lose your own footing and which way you were going. So the essence, Ula, of what you're talking about is how how much we start to doubt our own experience and the the path that we are on because we're being influenced by other people's wobbly energy. And mm-hmm. that wobbly energy by somebody else, we we tend to get affected by it. Yes. Okay. That's that's just human nature. So it's not that we're saying mm-hmm. don't necessarily feel like you can't get affected by it, but it's how do you let it affect you? What what mm-hmm. is it that you are going to do with that surge of somebody else's shoulda, coulda, maybe energy so that you don't lose your own footing. And you also stay clear in what is real because this is another thing too. It's so easy to get caught up in all the what ifs and then go down that path. And then an hour later, you guys have hashed out every what if. And when this is happening for somebody else, it's a sign that they do not feel safe. Mm Mm-hmm bottom line. So if you join them in all the shoulda, coulda, maybes, you are contributing to that sense of lack of safety. And this is where you can take a very different approach. And Ula, you're an amazing model of this. And we were actually just talking about this yesterday, how when you felt a lot of my shoulda, coulda, maybe energy last year. And I was going down all kinds of spirals and rabbit holes of like, oh my God, but what if this person does this or so-and-so said that and it must mean this and I can't believe it. And then I would just get myself totally worked up. You would, number one, not change your energy. Mm-hmm. And you would respond in a way that was lighthearted and supportive, but it's not like you weren't, you weren't, you were, you weren't closing me off, but the way that you responded, I easily interpreted as you're not listening to me. You're not understanding. (laughs) You're not being empathic. You're not a good listener. And I would get mad at Ula because Mm -hmm. I felt like she wasn't empathizing with me because she didn't match my energy. Mm -hmm. I want to repeat this again. When we don't feel like people are matching our energy or you're not matching somebody else's energy, it's easy to think that other person isn't understanding you. They're not empathizing with you. They're not being compassionate enough. And this is pure bullshit projection. That's all Mm -hmm. it is. It's our own discomfort inside that somebody's not mirroring our messiness. And that's actually a really beautiful thing that I can look at now and be like, wow, I really appreciate that because that's an advanced response. Where I was at was kindergarten and Ula gave me a graduate school response. And so I didn't get it. (laughs) 
And then I threw a tantrum. (laughs) (laughs) And I love that we could talk about it like this. Like of of all you beautiful listeners out there, you can get to a point in any relationship, any friendship in your life by practicing what we've been preaching for over a year now, that you you can have this kind of um, relationship with other people where you can easily say, like, I actually reminded Gladys yesterday that, yeah, you used to get annoyed with me. And I don't like, I don't feel personally attacked. I don't feel less than because she used to get annoyed with me. And she doesn't get mad at me for saying that she got annoyed. But we just kind of acknowledge that, yeah, this was a fact a year ago, a year and a half ago. But now look where we are. <laughs> so It all gets to be stupid, easy fun. So you guys, I want to, um, you know, highlight that, um, there's, especially now, right. A lot of people, um, are feeling very unstable and in, uh, they don't feel a lot of security in their life. Um, whether it's individually or collectively, there's just a lot of uncertainty that's still floating around. Right. And we are in the midst of a massive change and transition. So this tendency to get impacted by other people's shoulda, coulda, maybes is very high. And and so it's not about putting steel walls up to say, no, I'm not going to let you yet let you affect me because that actually will bring more of that energy your way because now it's fighting energy. But rather, how do you Number one, catch yourself, which is always what Ula and I talk about. And this is very subtle. I mean, I will say that for me, I mean, I, I'm going to use some terms that in the spiritual world, you know, people identify with is like, I've known I've been an empath. I actually think we are all empaths because we all have the capacity for empathy, mm-hmm. um, maybe to different degrees, but it's just something that we, we have. So I am very sensitive also to energies. And this is both reflective of what skills I developed as a little girl to navigate a world that felt unsafe to me. So I've got super spidey senses that really read a room hyper fast. I read people's energy hyper fast. And then I'm a psychologist. So I also have that understanding of body language, all that kind of stuff, people, what they say, what they're really saying in between the lines. So I can pick up really quick when somebody's energy is very uh, wobbly. What I didn't pick up on, and this is what I was sharing with Ula recently, is how much I've taken on that energy as my own. So after a conversation where someone has been spinning in that shoulda, coulda, maybe space, I go back home and I'm totally spinning out and I'm like, oh my God, all these shoulda, coulda, maybes. And what about my shoulda, coulda, maybes? And this and this and that. And I am unstable but I haven't been aware of that. And I'm now in the shoulda, coulda, maybe energy. And then I don't feel good, but I'm, I'm now feeling anxious that I need to fix the other person's shoulda, coulda, maybe energy and get them back to neutrality, get them back to feeling good. And this is where it's important to catch yourself, to be able to notice when you entered a situation with somebody feeling grounded and secure and safe and protected and loved, right? That's the reset remedy. Mm-hmm. And then when you leave not feeling any of those things and you're like, what the fuck just happened? Well, that's a cue. Wait, something happened energetically. So pay attention to that. And then you can discern what 
of that energy is mine and what's theirs. Yeah. And then once you figure out what is yours and what is theirs, you can let go first and foremost of any other energies that are not yours. Now, it's not easy to always separate what is yours and what is theirs. And this is where Reset Remedy again comes in because but especially if you're taking on other people's Sudakuna maybes, that gets your nervous system completely, completely out of whack. And you want to center yourself and your your nervous system first before you do anything else. And then, of course, we're going to go back to meditation where you can let go of some of those thoughts, where you can learn to silence your mind, silence the, the thoughts in your head. And that's actually another episode. That's going to be next week. So we're going to talk about that more next week. But it's it, you... Again, we've been talking about this a long time now and we keep repeating these and I hope hopefully you guys are picking this up too that it's a practice. It's a daily practice. It's still a daily practice for me. It's a daily practice for for Gladys. It's a daily practice for everybody. So it's not going to be like, you know, one morning you wake up and oh, I'm I'm, I'm cured. Like they, it doesn't exist anymore now. I'm just going to be happy bliss bunny all over the place. Yeah, I think I think it's safe to talk now, right? <laughs> I can't tell. <laughs> it's safe to talk. <laughs> oh, technology. You love fucking around with Ula and I. Okay, so so one thing, sweetie, when you said, you know, after we catch ourselves, we go back to reset remedy and then meditation, I immediately got prickly. I'm like, no, meditation is impossible to do. And then I'm like, wait, hold on, listen to Ula. <laughs> And then I realized, okay, wait, we talked about this previously. I can't remember which episode, but remember you guys, and this is the reframe because Mm -hmm. if I were to hear what you just said, Ula, about, you know, catch yourself, reset, remedy, meditation, to me, that felt impossible a couple years ago, even last year, right? Because I had that vision of meditation, meaning, okay, let me get in Zen mode. Let me sit lotus position and let me quiet my mind when my mind is fucking spinning, out of control. Mm-hmm. But I want to remind you guys that we provided you a reframe. Meditation isn't just sitting with your legs crossed on the floor saying, Om. Meditation is going for a walk. Meditation is lighting a candle and playing good music. Meditation is cooking a nourishing meal. Meditation is simply quieting your mind. Mm-hmm. And that can happen more easily after the reset remedy when your nervous system has chilled out a little bit. Breath, you know, just taking some mindful breaths. This is all part of this meditative practice. So for those of you that are not regular meditators and you are overthinkers, this is going to be really important so that you don't feel halted in this process, right? Gardening is a beautiful form of meditation, Mm -hmm. right? But something that allows you to put your obsession on pause. And then I want to add to this. One thing that has been really helpful for me, and and this has taken a lot of practice, it's in, in allowing. I will say that. It's taken a lot of practice in me allowing my mind to shift to a different end of the spectrum. Because a lot of times I've resisted that and I wasn't even aware Mm -hmm. I was resisting and I created more of the stress. Once I'm calmed down a little bit and I realize, oh, wait, that was 
their energy. That's not my energy. Okay, so what is my energy? I immediately Mm -hmm. can go to what do I want my energy to be as I move through this? And then what has been real for me? And this is where you center back in your own truth, your own knowing of your lived experience. We often put that to the wayside to favor somebody else's, but you have your own world that you're living in. So Mm -hmm. your truth is what needs to be reflected outwardly. And this is where, you know, I've been able to have conversations with Ula. It's like, oh, wait a minute. Everything has been going amazingly and this is what's been playing out and the universe isn't going to fuck me over all of a sudden and just like pull the the rug underneath me and be like, ha ha, just kidding. And I have so much evidence that things continue to work out. So I have to then believe that the evidence will continue to come forward. And that's actually what I want to believe. And if I believe that, then it feels good and I want to feel good. And now I feel expansive and actually, holy shit, this is going to be so magical and I don't have the answer how it's going to happen to me, but it's going to happen. It's going to be so incredible. And wow. I now feel amazingly reconnected. And then when I go back into that shoulda, coulda, maybe energy of another person, I'm not flustered. And I can now stand in front of them and witness their flustered energy without taking it on. And that's actually where I can show up more lovingly. And this Ula mm-hmm. is what you know how to do very well. It's It feels very nurturing and motherly to me. So can you just, I don't even know if you can describe it, honey, but can you describe what that, what, what, how you do that in for yourself? Are you even aware? Cause you do it so naturally. It, I, I actually am aware. Um, and like I said, it is, it's still a daily practice cause I can, I can dip out of it too. Now, when I dip out, it's a couple of minutes, maybe an hour here and there. It doesn't happen very often, but because I I have my daily practice, I I do all these things daily to keep myself energy. And the energy um, where I stay in is it feels like you said it feels very expansive. It feels full of possibilities. It feels loving, and it feels motherly. Um, and I just. I actually, it sounds pretty stupid, easy fun, but I decided to stay there. It's, it was Mm. a decision that I made years and years and years ago that this is where I want to stay. It's either this or it's, it's something better. It's something even more expansive, which I, um, I, I felt something like that not too long ago and it's, it's freaking amazing. I love it. And I, <laughs> I want to be, a, I want everybody to be able to feel it. And I am, um, because of all this practice, I can stay there. I can witness my kids, you know, have fought beating each other up and, and one being hungry and one being tired and cranky and we got to get out of the door and, and, and the other one needs to go some someplace else and still be like that. Okay. Guys, get over yourselves. Let's do this now. Move on. And I, I, it just comes very naturally once you've been doing it for, for a very long time. But again, it's a practice. It's back practice, 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 and make that damn decision. Because you can, you can decide today that I want to feel better. Hmm. And there's, you don't have to do what we do. Um, 
If you want to do rain dance outside your front door, that's fine. If that makes you feel better, do that. There is as many ways as there are people on this planet. So you do you, boo. Whatever makes you feel better, do that. And then repeat it. Just keep doing it. If the rain dance is your meditation, do that. For me, it is actually sitting down in in uh, in a quiet room, maybe some music, but that's it. That's 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 what I do. But it feels good for me, and that's my thing. So you you have to find your own thing, and then, like I said, make the damn decision. You have to decide that you want to feel better. Is I actually just last week I talked to somebody who. Yes, you're going to hear me talk about you because you told me this and you listen to the podcast. So, yeah, here I am talking about you. You know who you are. You were saying, you know, all these things that are going on and and I gave you options how to feel better in that situation. But then you backtracked and said that but i can't i can't i can't i can't so you can you can do that too you can decide that i don't want to feel better this is what's comfortable this feels normal and familiar yeah you can stay there but at the same time you have the option to feel better and it doesn't matter what what i what it is that you have to do whether it's you have to do taxes or you got um 8000 papers to stamp you can feel good while doing it. Even if it's the, the task itself is not necessarily fun, you can still get into a space energetically where you feel good, where you feel relaxed. And it doesn't always have to be like joyous, I'm laughing out loud, stamping papers. That's not, that's not it. But you can feel content and you can feel calm and happy in that sense while doing something that you don't necessarily, it's not like the funnest thing to do. Mm, I love that, honey. And what, what I'm getting from what you're saying is that we have to take responsibility for ourselves mm-hmm. and we don't do that well or enough or at all. We, yeah. we act as though life is happening to us and we then get in reaction mode to what's happening to us. And that's where we, our shoulda, coulda, wait, maybes get super triggered. And then in relation to other people, this is also, it's a situation where it becomes very easy to project so much onto the other person or the situation or yourself that we don't take responsibility for ourselves. We we might, some of us might think that it's going to feel better to tell the other person how to change. And if they change, then I'll feel better. Or I've seen and experiences too, where somebody feels, well, I'm going to feel better cutting that person out of my life because I don't like their energy. All of that is available to you. And I mean, I was telling Ula this yesterday too, that Ula could have easily decided like, oh, Gladys has just got too much of that should have, could have maybe energy going on. I need to, I need to distance myself from her. And then that would have triggered my like, Ula doesn't understand me. She's not a good friend. And we could have <laughs> literally been on different paths by this point in time. Mm-hmm. And we made a choice not to because Ula has such a deeper knowing of what magic she and I are going to create. She's like, I don't want to lose out on that great money that's coming our way. Uh- <laughs> that's just part of it. Please be aware that's just part of it. <laughs> 
<laughs> but, but our relationship meant something and she wasn't able to mm-hmm. get so swayed by her emotionality or me get so swayed by my emotionality that we then just gave up on each other. Right. And that happens way too often. We get caught up in our own emotional shit. We throw tantrums and then we don't in any way stay anchored to the connection that we have, the foundation that we've built, the love that is there. So taking responsibility is a way for you to commit to honoring and nurturing the love that exists between you and that person. Now, it doesn't mean that you have to stay connected to every single human being that has a lot of sugar to could have maybe energy. But if this is somebody that you know you want in your life, then managing this energy is simply taking responsibility to not take it on as your own problem to fix. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And that's where magic actually happens. When you shift your own energy, the other person has to match that energy to stay in your life. And if they don't match, they move. They, they they will get removed from your life. But it's not going to be an ugly removal that I will never talk to you again. It's it's going to be a gradual shift in the relationship. And the most beautiful thing about it is that if this is a person who wants to stay in your life, or you want them to stay in your life, their energy is going to start matching yours. And it's going to grow and be more fun and more light and more expansive. And you can actually create something wonderful together rather than being in, in, in a relationship that doesn't, doesn't feel good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love that, honey. Because, you know, if you had told me that a year ago. <laughs> you would have hated me. Probably. <laughs> I couldn't have, I couldn't have heard it. I couldn't have heard it. Is that English? I couldn't have heard it. It's English for me. (laughs) So, so there, there really is a way too in which this, this journey that you choose to be on and take responsibility for is an inner journey, right? Mm -hmm. This is something that you really aren't sharing with the other person. Like I'm going to hold really clear energetic space for you right now because you're in shoulda, coulda, maybe world. And I need you to match my energy. So I'm going to just hold my energy high. And when you got that energy match with me, then you can come over. We don't do that. This is an inner process. So this is almost like you, well, and it is, I mean, it's like, if you're creating magic, you're not, well, unfortunately with social media, a lot of people are on display being like, watch me make magic. But real magic, people that know how to create magic, they're doing it on the down low. They're doing it within their own hearts because it's not something that needs to be broadcasted. They are literally molding energy and experiences and reality into something incredible. And because it's rooted in a higher truth that is purely reflective of the energy of love, This is where the universe co-creates and the universe isn't knocking on your door telling you like, guess what I'm going to do now? Well, it does actually for Ula, but I mean, not in a way that it's like displaying on social media, right? (laughs) The universe is working in what we call mysterious ways all the time and we allow it. So you get to do the same and that is what co-creation is about. Yeah, totally, totally, totally. And it's, and also I love that the way you said, um, you know, telling other people 
you know, I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to get on the, on this really high energy and you better, you know, match up or you're not, you're gone. That kind of attitude, that kind of energy is absolutely not getting you anywhere. Again, like you, when you, once you start this journey in yourself, you have to find that peace, that comfortable place in yourself first, that if, if you're trying to even in your thoughts or in your feelings, you feel any kind of resistance in there, you know that you got some more work to do. Because if you feel even a little bit of like, I wish I could kind of dig this into their head that I'm I'm doing better than you or you, you better show up at the same level as I am. There's There is still like that kind of a anger, jealousy, fear in there. And that's, that's not, that's not the energy you want. That's not stupid, easy, fun space. Yeah. Stupid, easy, fun space is clear. It's open. It's expansive and really grounding um, and, Mm -hmm. and, and soft. I almost feel like the stupid, easy, fun space is a very soft space that you just kind of step into. And then, and actually we had that moment yesterday too, honey, like we're, I had two nights ago, I, I made a request to the universe to give me clarity on something, a question that I asked. And I said, okay, by tomorrow morning, um, I'd like the answer. And it, it was a big ask for me from the universe. Um, but this is a, an exercise that Ula and I have shared with you guys, or maybe, I don't know. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Anyway, Ula has told me about this exercise that we can do. And so I did it kind of without any attachment to it. It was just like, all right, let's do it just for practice. And then I woke up the next morning and my mind started to get to work. Oh, maybe I can do this. Maybe it's that. Maybe if I were to figure this out. And then I'm like, none of this feels good right now. So I dropped it. I completely dropped it. And I went on with my day. And because I have been practicing so much of what Ula and I have shared with you on this podcast, it's easier for me to drop it and not obsess about it in the back of my mind, right? Um, So I went on and then Ula and I had a conversation about something and I mentioned that I'm, you know, I did this exercise and I just need to return back to clean up my energy around this, this question. And then we started talking about something else. And then we were getting ready to go into a meeting together. And we started talking about the meeting and how excited we were for the meeting and the things that are going to come from this meeting. And then I realized, holy shit, thank you universe. This was the answer. And when I made that link, it was like, holy fuck, you guys, this is expansive. This is even better than I thought it could be whole. I didn't even expect that this could be the answer. I was totally on the wrong path looking for the answer, like a very boring, familiar path. And I'm like, there's no way that's going to happen. And then I got taken to a completely different energy where The answer was so magnificent that my energy immediately changed and it was a soft shift. I'm, I'm, it's a powerful feeling, Mm -hmm. but the shift there is gentle. It's not like you get knocked on your ass around it. And if you aren't Mm -hmm. paying attention, it's so easy to miss, which Mm -hmm. is why it's critical that you guys are practicing constant self-awareness and allowing the universe to communicate with you. Yeah, because the universe is constantly, constantly trying to guide you to where you want to be. It's constantly trying to give you answers and clues and, and talk to you. But like you said, the energy is so soft and gentle 
if you're not paying attention, if you're just on autopilot staring at what's in front of you and, and thinking that that's, that's what you got and that there's nothing else to it, you're going to miss it. Mm-hmm. It's not like it's, you know, the, the universe is out there with the bullhorn yelling in your ear, <laughs> turn left. <laughs> so. Sometimes it has, and then we still ignore it. It's crazy. Right. <laughs> That is true. <laughs> I have personal experience of that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I had to die in order to like finally get the message from the universe. That's how stubborn she was. <laughs> oh my God. I, I, how hilarious is it that we just said that, honey? <laughs> I know we're laughing about it. Oh my God. Right. <laughs> Welcome to our world. Okay, so we have just given you a very full dose of some magic-making magic. So, Ula, any final thoughts before we wrap up? You do you, boo. You do you. Go practice. We'll see you next week.